Historically and today, our country has been overrun by those with money and power, giving little voice to the everyday American. We're here to change that. Welcome to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. Each week, our program addresses the problems we are facing in our country, as well as thought-provoking and effective libertarian solutions. This could change the way you see opportunities in your life and your children's lives as well. Now, here is Judge Jim Gray. Hello and welcome wherever you are in our great country or even around the world. This is Judge Jim Gray on the Voice America Variety Channel. Always happy to be with you and it's just fun to be able to share different information, employ libertarian values of what? Hard work, responsibility, being able to profit from your labors and the rest uh, with less intrusion from federal government, less intrusion from government in general, treat people like adults. So I am really pleased. This is an amazing opportunity for me today because I have a guest uh, who I sleep with. Actually, it's my wife, Grace, Dr. Grace Walker Gray. Uh, The more you get to know Grace, the more you know she was very well named. Grace, indeed, is a wonderful lady. She's a really successful entrepreneur. Uh, She came from Canada, was raised in Canada, went to the University of British Columbia, and then uh, came down here to uh, California, where she actually, over time, started her own physical therapy clinic called Walker Physical Therapy. Very successful, an amazing the amazing lady, and actually, I went to her clinic once before we knew each other, uh, and uh, so she tells me, well, did you do my exercises that I gave to you? Well, no. Well, what's the matter with you, sort of thing, but but at any rate, it isn't very often that I get publicly to question my wife. Of course, it's not under oath, but nonetheless, please, Grace, welcome to All Rise, and tell us a little bit about who Dr. Grace Walker Gray is. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate being on your show. Uh, as you know, I was raised in Western Canada, British Columbia, and attended the University of British Columbia. And growing up, I was always interested in the health professions and gravitated towards physical therapy. I did some volunteer work to see what it was all about and decided, yes, I wanted to be a physical and occupational therapist. What is so after what graduating is- from the University of British Columbia... I worked for a year in Vancouver, then married an American and moved to California. Hmm. Okay. What is the difference between physical therapy and occupational therapy? Well, the main difference between occupational therapy, or OT as we call it, and physical therapy, or PT that we call it, That's is that o- OT focuses on improving a client's ability to perform activities of daily living, or we call those ADLs. And PT focuses on improving a client's ability to perform movement of the human body. For example, if a person has a stroke with left-sided weakness, the PT would strengthen his or her muscles to prevent contractures and teach them how to walk again. The OT would teach him functional things, how to dress, how to use adaptive equipment for eating, and cooking, if that's needed. So what kind of schooling is required to become a physical therapist? What, what, what do you need to, to prepare in? Okay, so um, 
For myself, I initially got a Bachelor of Science degree in rehabilitation medicine. That is, was a combined program of both physical therapy and occupational therapy. Currently, bachelor's programs and even master's programs are not, no longer exist. The APTA has, um, as of this year, 2020, mandated that all physical therapy programs be at a doctoral level. What does APTA stand for? The American Physical Therapy Association. Okay. So after I got my bachelor's degree, I found that I, working in physical therapy, I had a strong interest in orthopedic conditions and a desire to help people in pain. And that led me to take a one-year orthopedic residency program to become credentialed in the manual treatment of orthopedic pain conditions. And then, in order to enhance my patient's health, I voluntarily obtained my doctorate in physical therapy in 2004 and my doctorate in occupational therapy in 2005. I was the first person in the United States to have a combined doctorate in both physical therapy and occupational therapy. Well, and I actually went to your graduation. You were the uh, speaker uh, and uh, did really quite a good job. You were you were <laughs> right on the money there. It was fun too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to be valedictorian. I should say. It doesn't really happen. So what is the certification process? Uh, we're here in California. I'm assuming that each state does it differently. Uh, but uh, what does it consist of with regard to California to become a licensed physical therapist? You have to first graduate from an approved school, then pass a very intense exam, and do internships along the way. Hmm. So it's, is it a hands-on exam in some fashion, too? No, the exam is written, and um, it's hours long. Yeah. But the internships are hands-on, and that's where you um, are evaluated for your clinical abilities. If you know, does one state in our country often uh, give comity, that is, recognize a certification from another state, or do you have to pretty much do it each time you go to a different state? It all depends on the state. Some states will accept um accept you from certain other states. Um, some make you take the exam again. Everyone's different. So you started your Walker Physical Therapy Clinic really a, quite a while before I even knew you. Uh, how did that come about? Because it takes a lot of confidence, courage, uh, logistical support. Uh, how, did you, how did this come about, Walker Physical Therapy? Well, I had several friends who encouraged me to take the step to start my own practice. Um, these friends had started their own practice, and they said they would coach me along the way. And yes, it took courage, it took determination, and it took initiative. Now, in California, most, of, at least typically, you can't go just off the street to get physical therapy. You have to have a doctor's prescription. Uh, did you have doctors that had agreed to prescribe or send customers, patients over to you before you began? Okay, yes. When I first started my practice, a, a doctor's uh, referral was needed. Um, currently, that physical therapy can give 12 visits um, per year, and then if 
the problem still lingers, they must refer to a doctor at that point. Um, but, okay. yes, at the beginning, I had to market myself. Um, I had to, I went and met doctors. I had to find out what their needs and wants were. And then if they would, and when they sent me a patient, I made sure that patient got excellent care and went back to their doctor as a raving fan. Sure, well, a little word of mouth doesn't hurt. If the patient goes back and says, wow, Grace Walker really did a good job for me, it's obviously going to increase the uh, the referrals. And the same, of course, would be true otherwise. It's just as if it's real life, huh? That's right. <laughs> Talk about real life. Uh, you're now in our living room, and I'm in my study uh, while we're talking here on All Rise. And while you're talking, I'm also scratching our little golden retriever dog. So you can be a little bit envious of that because she's under my desk at the moment. So in addition <laughs> to being a fine and what a wonderful dog we have, Nixie, also courtesy of Grace, she, she found Nixie, and, and thank you for that. But in addition to being that really fine, you're a very well-respected physical therapist. But I got to tell you, Grace, you really have amazed me by your, your insights and I'm not sure studious abilities, native abilities, whatever, to be able to be an entrepreneur because you have to be. You have to market yourself. Uh, did you have any training? How did you develop those insights and those talents? Well, um Several ways. First of all, I am fortunate to have um, worked with uh, business consultants along the way. Then I would also look at successful practices across the country as to what they were doing and model successful actions. And as I mentioned, I would go, you know, in person to referring doctors to find out what their needs and wants were. Um, I also found that building um, an exciting team to work with is an important aspect of running a business. And to a certain extent, being an entrepreneur is just within me. Yes, it is. Well, those are just libertarian values. You know, roll up your sleeves, be able to profit from your own endeavors, seek what you what you enjoy doing. Uh, I tell people, and Grace, and I know you do too, young people, ask them, you know, what is it you like to do? When you're off time, whatever, what are your interests? And then try to find a way to support yourself by pursuing those interests. And maybe oh, I love baseball. Well, maybe I'll never be a major league baseball player, but I could be a writer. I could be a sportscaster. You know, just I could advertise for a product that, that uses uh, the baseball as, as, a, uh, as a field. So it's, and that's what you have done. You have followed something that you've been interested in for a long time. And uh, I can also tell you, and you know, that I was contemplating retiring from being an active judge. I, I was a judge for 25 years on the bench here in Orange County. And I remember saying to you that in some ways I was just kind of ashamed that because I had learned quite a bit as a judge and now those insights would be lost. And I still remember, I think we were at the dining room table and you looked at me and said, well, why don't you write a book about judging? And I actually did. It was called uh, Why uh, Wearing the Robe, the Art and Responsibilities of Judging in Today's Courts, and, I, and I'm proud of it. You can get it on Amazon, by the way. But So when you were contemplating selling your physical therapy practice and retiring, you decided to do the same thing. So congratulations to you, you entrepreneur and writer, but you recently released your book. It's entitled, I love the title, Bye Bye Back Pain. 
nine holistic solutions for relief from sciatica, lumbago, slip disc, and backache. Uh, please tell us a little bit about some of those holistic solutions, and congratulations. It was, it was quite, a, quite a journey. Well, first of all, let me just uh, explain what holistic means. Um, it refers to a system-wide approach rather than just only one specific treatment. And it attempts, and a holistic medicine attempts to treat the mind and the body, the human and the environment as a single system. So I, let me tell you a little more about my background. I was fortunate to study at the Natural Healing Institute of Naturopathy in Encinitas, California. And there I obtained certification as a holistic healthcare practitioner, and this included certifications in herbology, aromatherapy, and nutrition. So this gave me added holistic approaches to both taking care of my family and to enhance treatments for my clients and patients. So I have incorporated what I've learned there into my book, Bye Bye Back Pain, and I have nine solutions. Would you like me to kind of walk, go through them? Yeah. Um, I'd first like to ask you, because you say solutions for relief from sciatica, lumbago, slip disc, and backache. Uh, what is sciatica, just so we're on the same page? Sciatica is um, when you get a pinched nerve from your lower back and the pain goes down your leg. Okay. So and it then could lo- be caused from arthritis. It could be caused from a slip disc. It could be caused from inflammation. That's a biggie. Yeah. Lumbago, what's that? That's, that's a form of back pain that's kind of persistent and chronic. Okay. Oh, slip disc, uh, you mean your, your vertebrae. Backache, I don't think we need to explain what that is. Uh, as you get older, of course I'm not, but as you get older, uh, back pain just becomes a regular part of your life. So, so it'll become less so. Uh, I actually was able to serve as one of your endorsers for your book, Grace, and you remember what I said, that uh, one time I was complaining to you, I, I get no sympathy at all from my wife, uh, Gr- Dr. Grace Walker-Gray, at least as to this, because I say, oh, my, Grace, my back hurts, and she looks at me and says, well, did you do your exercises I gave you? No. Well, so I get no sympathy, but your exercises really do help, and of course, uh, I have to do them more often, but tell us, okay, you've got Bye-bye back pain, nine holistic solutions for this relief. Tell us about your nine solutions. I'm interested. Okay. So the first one is five do's and four don'ts. And actually, I'm not going to go through these in detail, and that's because you can, anyone can go to my website and get a free download of five do's and four don'ts. And my website is drgracewalkergray.com. And doctor is not spelled out. It's just DR without the period. Is that right? Correct. Correct. DRGraceWalkerGray.com. I lead into these questions really well. So good for Okay. So five do's and four don'ts of things that obviously people should do or not. Go to her download. It, I've, I've looked at it, and uh, it's, uh, they, they work. Believe me. Of course, I have to say that, but actually I do because they do work. What's number two? Number two is exercise. And I know everyone rolls their eyes up and they don't like to hear it, but it's true. 
core and lumbar stabilization exercises are essential in getting over low back pain and preventing it from coming back. So, you asked me, what are core exercises? Well, these are the muscles in your midsection, and it involves all your muscles in that area, including the front, the back, and the sides. So, your tummy muscles, your abdominals, your back muscles, and your hip muscles. Now, this has been written up in the literature and proven, and I... Personally, I always found that patients who were compliant with their home exercise program made tremendous progress. So you would criticize, book, you'd criticize them if they didn't do their back exercises, just like you uh, don't give me any sympathy, because they actually do work, don't they? They actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed so. Okay, so you wrote your book. How did you, you must give people exercises to do? Yes, in my book, Bye Bye Back Pain, I describe 10 top exercises to do along with pictures. I go over each exercise and show you how to do them yourself at home. I also go over exercises to do at a computer to relieve low back stress. Um, I'm not sure if you've all heard of the sit disc. Sit disc? Okay, sit that's disc, that, it's that's a that rubbery purple disc. thing you sit on on our living room roof, yeah. living room table. <laughs> uh, that's right. Um, it helps unload pressure on your spine when you sit on it. And then I have developed some specific exercises to do on the sit disc, which are in my book, Bye Bye Back Pain. The sit disc can be purchased at Amazon, by the way. Okay. And so, uh, and then, what else? And then finally, some aerobic exercises, good. And a daily walking program is easy to do. Okay, tell me what aerobic exercises are. What, what, what does that mean? That means just uh, an exercise to get your heart rate up, get your blood flowing, get your endorphins flowing in your brain. All feel-good substances. So, and it's not bad on your heart either. It's good. Yeah, indeed so. So, um, I found that um, online, the Mayo Clinic 12-week walking program is a great program to start if this is something that you haven't been doing. (laughs) Thank you. for, And that's just between us, isn't it, Grace? Nobody's nobody's (laughs) listening to our conversation? Yeah, right. Okay. So, that's number two. That was a fairly long one, doing your exercises, but uh, they really are helpful. And and I've looked at your book, and, and they're pretty well pretty well described. So what's number three? Number three is posture and activities of daily living. So as I said, I'm very thankful for my dual training as both a PT and an OT. My OT background provided me with education to pass on to my patients about everyday activities of daily living. And Sometimes just a few adjustments to your everyday habits are all you need to make significant changes in your level of pain. There are specific ways to keep a nice posture, and this will allow you to push, pull, get out of bed, drive, dress, walk the dog. Our dog picked her ears picked up when you said that. (laughs) Do housework. And even have sex in pain-free ways. So Basically, it takes a strong core following the exercises I just told you about and 
a correct posture. So uh, I address many, many of these activities of daily living and many more, each one individually in my book, by, by Back Pain. You know, I, I slouch when I'm sitting at my computer or whatever else or even uh, in bed watching television sometimes. Uh, I, I don't think slouching is particularly healthy. Uh, and People just have to remind me, I guess, to sit up. Or, In fact, you use a phrase yourself. I, I don't use it, but what is the phrase you use for sitting up, Grace? <laughs> Ticked up. <laughs> That's what it is. That's right. It gets my attention. But, uh, okay, at any rate, but you were talking about some some few adjustments of your everyday habits uh, to make these significant changes. What kind of adjustments are you talking about, your, your everyday habits? Just, just postural, postural adjustments. Um, a simple exercise that I have included in the exercise section is to simply pull your belly button into your spine. So that activates the core, uh, activates the abdominal muscles. And uh, when your back is sore, those muscles in the back go into spasm. That means that the muscles on the opposite side, the abdominal muscles, reflexly let go. So you have to train them to get them activated again. And then you want to engage them for all of these activities of daily living. One of the really amazingly difficult exercises or tiring is what you call a plank which really does amazing things, and it's, it's very simple, but it, it's not easy. What is the plank? A plank, um, is, it's a wonderful exercise for the lower back, and there are various ways to do it. Uh, the way I like to do it is, is to rest in a prone position and then come up on my hands and elbows and lift my tummy up so it's straight, and then I'm up on my toes. And you just hold it. <laughs> That's the secret, folks. Getting there isn't that tough, but it's amazing. How, how long uh, would you recommend that people hold that plank position, Dr. Grace Walker, right? Well, it, everyone's a little bit different. It depends how weak um, they are. Some people can only start with 10 seconds. Other people can start with 30 seconds. And you want to progress up to three minutes. Yeah, that's that ain't easy. But uh, thirty seconds is uh, it's that's a long time if you're in the plank position. But okay, so we've talked about posture activities of daily living, or as we say, ADLs. I'm learning. But uh, what's number four? Number four is to look for professional treatments, um, especially if your pain is persisting. So you know, are there any specialists out there? Well, yes, there are. And you may have to look hard for them. If um, medication or special tests are needed, your family doctor may be your first stop. Physical therapists, chiropractors, massage therapists, and herbologists may also be helpful. So ask your doctor and also ask your family and friends for recommendations for a good physical therapist who does hands-on work, who finds and treats trigger points, those sore nodules in your muscle that hurt. And many massage therapists are good at this too. And a good chiropractor can be good um, and helpful along the way. Again, you know, it is word of mouth. Sure, sure. For myself, I... uh, Pardon? Go ahead. Oh, for myself, I like to have a massage once a month 
see my chiropractor one to two times a month and go to physical therapy as needed, perhaps every couple of years or so. Sure. So in this chapter of my book, Bye Bye Back Pain, I review these specialists and also give you ideas on how to treat yourself at home. For example, you can just take a tennis ball and press it on that source trigger point that might be in your buttock, and you can press against the wall doing that and just roll up and down a little bit. Yeah, or, or, or you, can lie in, you can lie on the ground with a tennis ball under you, or maybe two, and just uh, kind of massage your muscles that way, can't you not? You can if it, your pain's not too bad. Um, that if, it's, if your pain is quite bad, you might that might be too much pressure to put your body weight on lying down. That's why I say try the wall first. Well, you know, this is, it's a real example of if you do your exercises, you benefit from your activity, kind of like libertarian solutions to be able to have incentives to do the right thing and to benefit from it. That's what's happening here. So uh, I'm, I'm doing a little bit better. Uh, she, I don't complain quite as often about my back pain because Grace really does know what she's talking about. And I, I'm proud of her. She's written this into her book. Uh, before we go on, I remember what number five is, Grace, of your nine holistic solutions. And that is dietary solutions. And boy, have you helped me and opened my eyes with regard to those. But before we come back and talk about dietary solutions, I'm wetting people's appetites here. Uh, we have just take a short break, hear a few, few announcements, and I'll scratch the dog a little bit more. And we'll be back after these words. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Libertarian Party is the third largest political party in the United States, and it's more successful than ever. We don't just talk the talk of individual liberty and free markets. We also walk the walk. Libertarian Party candidates are getting elected to office across the United States, and we are making a difference. The Libertarian Party is also the only third party that routinely has ballot access in every state. Our achievements and influence grow every year, and you can be part of that success. You can register as a Libertarian Party voter in your state to help us achieve easier ballot access. You can also visit lp.org today to become a member of the Libertarian Party, no matter which party you register with. Join the Libertarian Party today at lp.org. Together, we can move mountains. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to All Rise, The Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. To find out more about Judge Gray, visit JudgeJimGray.com. That's JudgeJimGray.com. Now, back to All Rise. 
Well, welcome back. Interviewing my wife, Dr. Grace Walker-Gray. And it's fun. You're kind of hearing some of our dinner table conversation in a lot of ways. But like I said at the beginning of this show, uh, she is an entrepreneur and she was beautifully named because the more you know my wonderful wife, the more you know she was well named by the word Grace. But she has told me, or at least I've blamed her for this, that to try to put in a little intentional silliness into All Rise. And so I usually do it right here after we've had our, our little messages. So uh, we have a person talking to a doctor. It says, the doctor looks at the, him and says, you'll live to be age 60. The patient says, I am 60. Doc, well, see, what did I tell you? That was my effort for the day. At any rate, I, did, I usually get an obligatory chuckle from my, from my guest. But I didn't <laughs> one that time. Oh, there we go. That is <laughs> A little late, but we'll, we'll take what we can get. At any rate, so Dr. Grace Walker-Gray, otherwise known as Gracie Mine, uh, you were talking about your nine holistic solutions in your book, Bye Bye Back Pain, which is available on Amazon, and congratulations for that, uh, as well as other places. But number five was dietary solutions. And like I said before the break, uh, I've certainly profit by your cooking and, and uh, fa- lower fat and, and healthy foods, but how is it going to help alleviate pain instead of using some of those pain medications? What, how does dietary solutions come into this? Okay, so um, it's important to eat healthy. And as you know, Jim, in our family, I try to push an anti-inflammatory type diet. And so that includes 40% of calories from carbohydrates, with a low glycemic index, meaning low sugar, and then 30% of calories from protein. And note that salmon, sardines, and sable fish, the three S's, are nice proteins with a lot of omega-3s, and omega-3s have been proven to decrease inflammation. And then 20 to 30% of calories from healthy fats, uh, such as avocados, almond butter, low-fat dairy. So also in this chapter, I mentioned some supplements and vitamins that have been effective with chronic pain. Um, You can read more about it at Bye Bye Back Pain, and um, these are supplements that have been suggested to me by an orthopedic surgeon and a pain medicine doctor. Well, you're mentioning a few of these calories from protein, and uh, you said salmon, I think sardines and sable fish, but uh, what about my marinated herring? Does that fit into there? Because you don't eat that. (laughs) Well, they don't taste very good to me, but yes, those would be good. They have good omega-3s in them. There you go. Okay. And you're also saying anti-inflammatory. what, explain that term. You have an anti-inflammatory diet. Inflammatory means basically a swelling, as I understand it. But uh, what, what do you mean by anti-inflammatory type diet? Well, one, it's a diet that includes the omega-3s that, have, that fight inflammation okay. and healthy fats. All of these things, avocados, almond butter, they... Um, have omega-3s in them, they help your body fight inflammation. So if you eat this way, there's less need to take pain medication. And that's what it's all about. Pain medication taken over a long period of time, even a short period of time, has an effect on your liver um, and your other body systems. 
they affect it negatively. So it would be nice if you can handle more and more with just your food. Sure. Well, holistic, I guess, not only means natural, but it kind of means just an, an open approach, uh, taking all, all kinds of things into account. So I'm, I'm a beneficiary of that, like you say. Uh, you, there's some food substance called Boswellia. What's that? That is herb and herbs. And I do go into um, a section on herb herbology in my book, Bye Bye Back Pain. And one of the most effective ones, I believe, and I take personally, is Boswellia. It shows great potential in relieving pain. And you can simply put it in your tea in the morning. One thing about herbs, though, is to just check with your doctor first to make sure you're not taking any medications that may conflict with a particular herb. That's just a cautionary note. That's always an important thing. But a glass of wine is okay, isn't it? Yeah, a glass of red wine is much better for you than white wine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Gracie. I appreciate your, your saying that. We have actually, uh, and this is a little off the subject, but Grace and I have found that we have actually made a practice now or uh, an attempt uh, in the evenings to go and have a glass of wine out on our front porch, yes, with our dog, and talk with each other, and the world slows down, and you'll find that people walk by and you kind of banter around with them. One of my favorites, as Grace hears me say, if somebody's walking by with a small dog, I say, well, you keep that vicious beast away from me sort of thing. It's good for a few chuckles, but it really helps just to slow things down and uh, enjoy each other and enjoy life a lot more. So I, I recommend that to you. So that we can put that into a 10 holistic solutions, maybe, Gracie. But let's get to number number six, which is always kind of <laughs> yes, interesting. Yes, I will definitely put unknown. it in there but, for, for the second well, rewrite. <laughs> we'll have to, in the second edition, there'll be 10. Just uh, sit on the porch with your dog, Nixie, and a glass of wine. But number six is what? Aromatherapy. So, aromatherapy. Research has shown that chronic pain over six months leads to depression. When our mind and soul becomes affected by pain, it's time to think outside the box. So aromatherapy may also be referred to as essential oil therapy. It is a holistic treatment that draws natural healing properties from certain plant extracts in order to heal the mind and the body. So... As I mentioned, I'm fortunate to become a certified aromatherapist from the Natural Healing Institute in Encinitas, California. But I want to tell you, aromatherapy has been used for thousands of years, going back to ancient cultures throughout Asia and Egypt. Briefly, certain aromas work to stimulate the smell receptors in your nose. So these receptors then send messages through the nervous system to the limbic system. And the limbic system is the one that's responsible for controlling your emotions. To give you an example of aromatherapy, have you ever gone for a walk just after a rainfall and took a deep breath in? Several times with you, actually. Doesn't that smell wonderful? What it does is it causes, that smell causes a rush of serotonin, which is the feel-good substance in our brain. And this is the type of feeling that aromatherapy can provide. Recently, a study was done 
and it was entitled The Effectiveness of Aromatherapy in Reducing Pain, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. Before you in go this on, study, before they... You, yeah, before you go on with that, uh, you and I have been to a couple of lavender farms where they raised lavender, and, and uh, I didn't. I noticed you didn't mention lavender in this, at least so far, but, but uh, I think we were there, one in Hawaii, Another, I think in France, uh, I don't remember, maybe a third in Italy, but but I have found that, that just a lavender ointment for you, you put in your bed and it just causes you to relax more. I, I can't explain it, but is that one of the things you're talking about with aromatherapy and is lavender one of the ingredients? Lavender is one that you and I both really like. And if you apply it before bed, it provides for a more restful sleep. And as you know, more restful sleep, the more you get, the more your body can repair itself and get over yeah. the pain. So it's, it's basically aromatherapy is just for, in effect, for relaxation. It just helps you calm and better, get a better sleep. Is that pretty much the basis for this? Um, yes, there are also, though, oils that you can use during the day, um, especially if someone is, like, fighting depression or just wants to feel better, more perky during the day. There's um, oils you can use during the day that okay. are very effective. So and I have to about... tell you, you know, I was just thinking about a patient of mine, June, who started using aromatherapy in her physical, as well as her physical therapy program. And she said not only did the essential oils calm her and reduce her back pain, they also reduced the frequency and duration of her migraine headaches. So they're pretty amazing. Yeah, interesting. You were talking about a study, effectiveness of aromatherapy in reducing pain. Uh, what, what happened with regard to that study? Well, they did a study. Um, I believe one of the things they were really looking at was um, the effects of exercise versus the effects of exercise and aromatherapy. And people who did the latter, exercise and aromatherapy, got better faster. I, as you know, would try to play basketball at least once a week, and uh, I just feel so much better. The cobwebs had cleared. I, I can't explain it, but I assume that's kind of a serotonin effect as well. Uh, is that a, a, an analogy that that's, would hold up, Grace? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The exercise and gets those endorphins going. So if you're going to uh, take a walk, I'm assuming it should be a brisk walk and not just a meandering one. Does it matter? Um, yeah, take a brisk walk. Absolutely. Good, good. Okay. Well, and not only does the walk, you know, make you feel better, as you walk, um, you're, you've got joints in your lower back, your middle and lower back. And with each step, um, they get lubrication throughout the joint. Versus you, uh, just being still or sitting, nothing really happens. But when you're walking, you're actually creating some movement of the joints, and that creates, um, allows the fluid to go through the joint surfaces, um, which allows more fluid into the joint surfaces for healing. You wear a Fitbit sometimes. Uh, how many steps do you try to take uh, on your walks or, or otherwise, Grace? Does it matter? Well, I try to get in 10,000 steps a day. 
you know, you, you know that I am involved with private mediations, uh, arbitrations, things like that. So I work with ADR services. And one time I saw a young lady lawyer walking down our hallway, shaking her hand. And I thought, oh, wait, oh, you, you've got a Fitbit in there. You're cheating. You're cheating. And uh, she laughed and said, oh, yeah, I caught her. But uh, I've never seen you do that, Gracie. <laughs> no, I just go, sometimes I forget to turn it on. I go, oh, I'm not going to get credit for that part of my walk. <laughs> yeah, so I say go back and do it again. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, so that's number six, aromatherapy. Uh, you have uh, nine altogether. What's number seven? Number seven is the ML830 laser, the laser, wonderful device. I was introduced to the ML830 laser back in 2008. It's a cold laser, isn't it? It's not a a hot laser. It's actually, you don't feel it, if I understand correctly. No, it's a low-level cold laser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how did that So I had met Mike Barber at a... Uh, conference that I went to, and um, he is the patent holder of this particular laser. He um, came to my clinic one day, and we worked on patients, clients, and staff one entire day, and the results were astonishing. 80 to 85% of the patients we treated showed improvement with bending, bending over with a decrease in pain, so they were able to bend further with less pain when we included the laser to their treatment. So, as I said, it was a, it's a low-level laser with a wavelength of 830 nanometers. And the research shows that lasers between 700 and 800 nanometers are best to decrease inflammation, decrease pain, and it aids tissue regeneration. And it has been documented in the literature to show a reduction of pain in many conditions of the body. I still remember one of my patients. Her name was Marianne. She had a wonderful Texan drawl. She would say, Dr. Walker Gray, I just love that laser. It's like a magic wand. And that's true. It is a magic wand. In fact, Jim, as you... As you remember, you used to ask me to bring it home weekends so I could treat your back and your knee and your shoulder. Uh, you don't have to give away all of our secrets here, but, but what, what would Marianne say again? It sounded good. What did she say? She would say, Dr. Walker Gray, I just love that laser. It's like a magic wand. She's <laughs> so cute. That- <laughs> Sounds like Marianne. So we, to go back a little bit, uh, we have a wonderful little dog, and exercise is good, and also stretching is good. I, I don't know if we've really talked about that yet, but it's natural for pretty much all animals. And we see our dog, Nixie, when she wakes up, she gets up, she stretches, and she kind of then bows down. And you make a, make a fun thing of that, that you love our dog to bow to you, so you give her a little treat. So she'll now almost bow on demand. But it's probably good to do that stretching, isn't it? You make me do the same thing, but I don't get the treats. <laughs> well, yes. In fact, I included two or three major stretches in those top ten exercises. Yeah. So you want to keep your hips stretched out, your hamstrings stretched out, your heel cords, um, and your hip. Yeah, your hip flexors. I mentioned that, and it just um, helps you be 
able to attain an erect posture easier when you're sitting at that computer. Staying limber is hugely important, and stretching is really a good idea just to uh, make sure. And we have tend, of course, sitting at computers is a, is a big disaster in a lot of ways. So she, you, Grace reminds me to stand up maybe every 20, 30 minutes and stretch just to kind of get things flowing a little bit because uh, staying limber is key. If you're, if you're not limber, I will we'll go on walks together with Grace and don't be somebody that's stiffly walking in one place or another. And I'll ask Grace, well, what do you think that person's condition is? And she pretty much uh, is able to, to nail it from what I can tell. Then I say, well, could physical therapy help her, help him? And usually the answer is yes. Uh, you know, sometimes arthritis and the rest doesn't quite work, but, but staying limber is a good thing. So, all right, we've gone through seven of your holistic uh, matters and we don't have a whole lot of time remaining. So what's number eight? Number eight is cannabidiol oil, or CBD oil is probably what you've heard. And yes, I believe CBD oil is destined to become a positive medical revelation. Now, cannabis includes both CBD and THC. CBD is typically derived from hemp and has no psychoactive properties. And THC comes from marijuana, does contain the psychoactive components that give one a high. They both come from the same plant genus, but they're different strains. So back in 2018, the federal government passed the Farm Bill, and that allowed the cultivation of hemp, although there are still some states who will not allow um, CBD growth or consumption. As of July 2019, 10 states have legalized cannabis to be grown and bought. So because of the short time that CBD has been available in the United States, we haven't had time to conduct large research projects to show the benefits. Some studies have been done in other countries to show it and now you know we're now we're starting to really see what it can do with pain and other diseases. So in our bodies we have what is called an endocannabinoid system and the system has receptors throughout our body. When our body is deficient of receptors for an endocannabinoids, many health problems can arise. These symptoms can include chronic pain, low back pain, arthritis, inflammation, depression, and autoimmune disorders. Right now, the testing for endocannabinoids is cost prohibitive, so we have to rely on our patient's history and response to taking the CBD oil. It can be ingested as a capsule, or for most of my patients when I was treating, um, especially low back pain, it can be applied as a topical cream. And that's what they preferred rather than the capsules. However, I have to tell you, one of my clients had a husband with a neurological disorder and severe pain. She gave him the CBD capsules for one week and told me um, after being on opioid painkillers for a decade, that's 10 years, he was able to reduce his opioid intake by 50%. She then doubled his dose of CBD and he was able to come off it completely. 
Grace, you've, you've heard me make this story before. When I was actually running for U.S. Senate as a libertarian in 2004, I was in a, a cannabis dispensary, medical marijuana dispensary. I think it was in Marin County in California, and arbitrarily just went up to a young man waiting in line for his medicine, and I introduced myself and just asked him his story. And he said, well, Judge, uh, about... Nine, ten months ago, I was involved in a really serious motorcycle collision, and I did real severe damage to my, to my back, to my spine. And my doctor had me on so many opioids that I barely could function. I was in a haze, and I'd get about four or five brain seizures a day. But three months ago, a friend of mine got me involved with medical marijuana. In that time, I've weaned myself off all of the opioids. I can live pretty much a normal life, and I maybe have three or four brain seizures a week. And I kept thinking to myself, my goodness, I mean, anybody would, would understand that it's better to be on cannabis and CBD oil than opioids, for heaven's sake. But uh, our government has prohibited this from happening. And uh, I personally think, and I think you agree with me, that CBD oil will become a Medical rev a positive medical revolution in our country, and that uh, we should have been researching this for, for the last decades, which has been prohibited by the federal government. So I'll get off my soapbox just a little bit. I know that you have heard me say this. In fact, some of our people on All Rise have heard me go through this diatribe as well. But I think you agree as well that CBD oil really is a coming thing, and, and you're involved with it, uh, are you not? Uh, yes, yes, I am. But first, let me tell you. Um, here in California, uh, every market you go to is um, selling CBD. Every market, every pharmacy. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but there's no uh, quality testing for it. So the quality can vary widely. So th it's important to do some research before you buy a CBD product. So these are the things. Um, I don't know if you have a pen and pencil you might write down. It's also in my book, Bye Bye Back Pain. Um, you want to find out, is it a broad-spectrum product? That means, does it mainly contain CBD with no THC? Secondly, is it a full-spectrum product? Meaning, does it contain terpenes, cannabinoids, flavonoids, and fatty acids that are found in hemp, all of which have their own therapeutic value? You want to determine that. Then you want to see if the product has been tested for purity and potency and ask the company to review the lab sheets. Is the CBD free of solvents, pesticides, metals, and unnatural products? And then if it's fault, you know, if your research shows through, then you take the product. And how do you feel when you're taking it? If you feel better, and it's past all of these research questions, um, take it. But you'll find that you can probably dismiss most of the brands of CBD that you see out there today. Yeah. Well, personally, you, you, take, you take some CBD, do you not, every day? And you have some CBD cream as well on your bedside table. How did you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, I take one CBD secrets. capsule per day um, preventatively just to make sure my endocannabinoid system is yeah. tuned up. And the CBD cream, if I have any ache or pain, I'll put it on before I go to sleep. Okay. Well, we're kind of running out of time, and we're only on the we're on number nine. What is that, Grace? Number nine is mindfulness. So what about mindfulness meditation? 
Studies have shown that mindfulness stress meditation is effective in managing chronic pain and the stress that goes with it. One study in particular showed that it increased activity in the part of the brain that regulates emotion, and then it decreased activity in the part of the brain associated with pain. So occupational therapists use it in their practice, as do yoga and meditation instructors. And I have found three particular um, meditation mindfulness exercises that are helpful in not only reducing back pain, but also enhancing your overall feeling of well-being. The body scan is one, and in my book, Bye Bye Back Pain, I review this mediation meditation step-by-step so you can do it yourself. Basically, you accept one body part at a time, relaxing and feeling. The second one is mindful breathing meditation. So this focuses on your breath and how your breath affects your body. Again, in my book, Bye Bye Back Pain, I outline this procedure so you can do it out here on your own. Finally, I focus on performing activities of daily living, like brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, cooking, etc., with full mindfulness. And I have found that clients who practice regular mindfulness have decreased their stress, increased their productivity, and decreased their pain. So those are not bad things. No, not at all. Folks, you can tell that she is an entrepreneur. Uh, she mentioned, well, this isn't television, so she mentions her book because she's certainly interested in, uh, in having you gain from sure it. She mentions her title with some frequency. That's called the entrepreneurial in her. So we only just have a minute or so left, my, my Gracie mine. Uh, and I know number 10 on your book when it comes out again is going to be uh, enjoy a glass of wine with your dog and your husband on the porch in the evening, but uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to to tell our audience about uh, your book and, and about uh, what you've learned? Yeah, you know, I just wanted to relay a little bit about the process of writing a book and what's good and what's not. I just found it to be a lot of fun. Uh, I researched finding a coach, and I was fortunate to find Jeff Affleck, who patiently inspired me all along the way. He's an authority of book writing, marketing, and publishing processes. He has an online program. He has weekly Zoom calls for all of his clients where we can ask questions and also personal telephone consulting calls. So how, do you, a great, how do you spell his name? Okay, G-E-O-F-S and Affleck. A-F-L-E, I'm sorry, A. Double F L E C K. So you could, you know, if you're interested, check him out at jeffaffleck.com. Sounds good. You can also check me out at judgejimgray.com. But that that takes our hour, Gracie Mine. Uh, we're going to look forward to a, another glass of wine tonight with our dog, who's been very quiet during the, all of this. But, you know, we, we go through lots of things on All Rise. Libertarian values, practical suggestions, no holds barred, uh, exercises, all the rest to have a better, more stimulating, appropriate life. So that's where we are. This has been a little bit unusual for our All Rise show, but, but uh, I hope you, have, along with me, are learning from from this wonderful wife of mine, Grace Walker Gray, as well as our little dog, Nixie. She's been been quiet down here. So tune in again. We'll continue to talk about interesting things with interesting people here on All Rise. And I end by saying, and Grace hears me say this a lot, why do I say it? Life is good because it is. Enjoy.
Thanks for listening today. All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired judge Jim Gray can be heard every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We know you'll want to join us again next week and tell your friends that help is on the way. Strengthen by bonds that help us stand tall. We are Americans all. Strengthen by bonds that help us stand tall.